Hello everybody, how are you this beautiful day, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And every Monday we have our hope and faith journey. This is where we find encouragement for each other through our struggles and we hope for overcoming and for healing. We share and learn our experiences and we always know that we can turn to God about anything. What does the Lord have to say for us? Well, today's episode title is Joy in the Valley by Karen Jane Casey, Part 1. And I say Part 1 because I'm sharing with you, as promised, what was covered in the recent Hope and Faith Journey workshop on October 8th. As you may know, I love to share my testimony at every opportunity. And usually I share how loving and faithful God was when he rescued me and delivered me time and time again. And I never deserved it, mostly through uh, the abuses that I suffered throughout my life and the grief I had over the loss of loved ones, but also physical pain when I had back surgery five years ago. If he would help me, he would also do that for you. When we turn to God and ask, well, as you know, I come from a life of abuse and my life is a miracle. And that is not today's topic though, because for October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, all of my weekly podcasts were in some way relating to domestic violence or abuse and turning to God for overcoming and for victory. Well, At my June launch this year, I spoke about how the Lord was with me through my grieving process over my son's sudden death. And, you know, he passed on May 5th, 2020, not because of COVID, because of his lifestyle choices, but he did turn to God. I learned to praise the Lord through my circumstances, and there I found inner peace and joy. Well, today's topic is not about that either. (laughs) Relating to this topic, please go to my March 5th, 2021 Turn to God podcast episode entitled Finding His Comfort in Your Loss. So this is what I want to share with you. What I've learned while I've been suffering a season of physical pain, and I'm still in that season of physical pain. I spoke about this topic in all of my August podcasts episodes on Turn to God with Karen. And here I share a summary of what I learned up until the workshop October 8th. And I'm still learning while in this season of pain, which is why there's a part two to this next week. So my upcoming book relating to this topic is currently titled Joy in the Valley by Karen Jane Casey. And hopefully, hopefully it will release this year But if not, it will definitely be out in the spring of 2021. I have information that I feel is valuable to be shared with others. Do you ever feel like that? That you learned something through your journey and you think others need to know what you learned? Well, in late June, I managed to get injured a few times. I tripped and fell while walking with my husband early one morning. And I fell forward onto my hands, jarring my upper upper body, my neck, my shoulders and arms, especially my right arm. And it hurt. I hurt all over. And then towards the end of June, I was in a book event 
and I twisted the wrong way while I was lifting a book of boxes. The next day, my body suddenly screamed at me. I had severe nerve pain running down along my arm, and it was electrifying. It was tingling, and the rest of my body ached. Have you ever suffered from the pain of a pinched nerve? It wasn't a constant pain, but when it hurt, when it hit, it was excruciating. It was debilitating. It was hard to think about anything else. Most nights during three weeks during July, I could not sleep. To lay down made it hurt worse. I would often walk the floors moaning and praying throughout the night with no relief. And it was a terrible surprise. I had managed to forget what physical pain was like. It had been five years since I had my back surgery. And with this renewed painful season, I felt the need to repray for everyone who had asked me to pray for their healing. Because now I could pray with a greater empathy, a greater understanding of what they were going through. And I remember Daniel 10. An angel had told Daniel that God heard Daniel from the first time he cried out to him. But it took God's angels 21 days to get to, get to get to Daniel while they were fighting through evil forces. And also I looked at Jeremiah 42. Jeremiah was a great prophet of God over nations. When he petitioned the Lord, he had to wait 10 days to receive God's response. So what does that tell you? What does that tell me? We must have patient faith. I've heard people say God is never late, but rarely early. He responds in his perfect timing, in his perfect way, and it may not look at all like what we expect. Why did David have no fear when he faced Goliath? Because David could recall the many times that God had already helped him as he fought the lion and the bear as a shepherd boy. So he had faith and trust in the Lord. He knew that he could rely on God because he remembered past deliverances. Well, what about me? Yes, God has delivered me time and time again. I should be dead. And God delivered me. So therefore, I can have reliance on the Lord while I suffer in this painful season. How about you? Has the Lord helped you over and over again already? I believe he has. Maybe you gave credit to a person to faith or a coincidence, but all good things come from God. I heard myself pray, Lord, this is unbearable. And then I realized that wasn't true because I remembered in the word he promises we will never suffer more than we can bear. And so I changed that prayer to say, well, I know this is not unbearable, Lord, but it sure does feel like it at the moment. And I knew this painful period is only temporary just as time on earth is temporary because I have repented of my sins. I believe in Jesus. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So I know without a doubt that in the long haul, I have eternity to look forward to. And during this time, we've already been warned about it. In John 16, 33, Jesus explained that in this world, we will face trials, tribulations, suffering, just like what I'm going through. But Jesus has overcome. We know the end of the story. 
In that, I viewed my troubles as the Apostle Paul. This is only a momentary affliction. As hard as it may seem, it's only a momentary affliction. I know that God's timing is not like ours because he knows eternity and we have no concept of what eternity is like. My period of suffering is only a mere blink in time compared to what time is God, as God knows it. So I'm ready to focus on my eternal future. Are you? During these three weeks in July, a concerned person asked me if possibly it was because of sin in my life. And I didn't get offended because I happened to be, and, and you know, nothing is a coincidence. I was reading in the Bible about Job. And you know, as you may know, Job's friends told him that all of his sufferings and losses, his pain, was caused by his sin. But Job was innocent, was I? I cautiously asked God to show me what I might be doing wrong. What is there that I need to change? And you know, we need to do that periodically, don't we? Because we want to purge ourselves of anything that is not pleasing to the Lord. Well, not long after that, I saw myself watching true crime on TV during the day. So what's wrong with that? Well, I told myself, you know, I needed to. I was reasoning to myself because, you know, I'm going to, I'm writing a, a Christian suspense mystery right now. But I was watching this TV instead of the time I take for my devotionals. So I was replacing my time with God with something on television. Mm. And in my mind, I could hear the Lord booming, his booming voice saying, I am a jealous God. I am a jealous God. Mm. So I had allowed myself to be distracted. My focus had not been on the Lord. So was there a remedy for me? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, this is a fallen world. It's been a fallen world ever since Adam and Eve were tempted by the serpent and they disobeyed God. Sin does happen. People, people may say, well, God made me this way or the devil made me do it. Well, those are excuses, aren't they? Because we all have free will. We decide what we do and we face the consequences for that. One person may have a higher temptation, a higher draw or propensity towards crime, immorality, addictions, but the choice is still theirs. Is there a remedy? Yes, even in this case, I acknowledged my error and I walked away from that distraction. Now, I watch Joyce Meyer on TV first thing in the morning and then I shut the TV off and I go off and do my devotions like I had been. Do I dare to ask God, why is this happening to me? Why am I in so much pain? Mm. Well, he may not answer, but maybe God is working to help me learn something and help me grow. And maybe I can share that with other people. Maybe God is allowing this to happen because I need correction. Maybe I'm under enemy attack. Or maybe it's all of those. Hmm. Whatever the reason can be, for any of our sufferings, anything we go through, there's always a positive action that we can take. When we pray, 
when we praise the Lord, when we stay in His Word, have patient faith, and pursue peace, miracles happen. And do you believe that? You have to believe in order for God to work in your life. Well, during the three-week period of serious nerve pain, I studied and I read the Bible about healing scriptures and recited them out loud. Especially, I turned to Jeremiah 17, 14, because that was my go-to scripture when I was suffering from back pain. And I did have major back surgery back in 2015. It was successful, and I experienced no pain from that even to this day. Well, what is Jeremiah 17, 14, and why would I recite it out loud? Because I'm letting God know every time I say it, that I have faith and I believe that he will work this through for me. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. Praise the Lord. Well, after, after not sleeping for several days in a row and being in serious pain, I felt that I couldn't go to church, but I felt like that's what I needed to do because also it says in the gospel that if you are needing healing to go to the leaders of the church for prayer. So because I couldn't go, my husband asked a wonderful prayer warrior to come to my house. So on July 19th, she did come to my home and this wonderful prayer warrior prayed over me. She anointed me with oil, and she encouraged me to saturate my life with praise and worship music, and I did that. And that night, I realized that I no longer had the severe, sharp nerve pain. I still had a lot of aching in my body, and I still had tingling going down my arm, but that severe, sharp nerve pain was gone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I needed that relief. Miracles happen when we believe. You know, John 10.10 10 warns us, The thief, the enemy, the devil, seeks only to steal, kill, and destroy us. In fact, the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. But Jesus wants us to have an abundant life, overflowing. When suffering comes, we can lean on the Lord. What the enemy meant for evil, God works it out for good. He has a good plan, a specific purpose for each of our lives. Jeremiah 29, 11. And then I want to read to you Romans 28, 28. As we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So here's another few positive statements that we can focus on. No weapon formed against us will prosper. The righteous may stumble and fall seven times, but will rise again, will get up. They may be down, but not destroyed. God is with us. He is a very present help in times of trouble. He is our refuge and our strength. So, you know, I, I did an object lesson and I don't have my objects with me. I promise I will do that in part two. So there is a part two because my journey's not over. And you know, when I did my workshop on October 8th, I had the idea that my severe 
nerve pain was gone forever. But guess what? The reality is we are in a process of recovery when we are suffering from physical pain. We will go forward two steps and back one, forward two steps and back two. And, you know, we have to keep our patient faith throughout the entire process. Mm. But I want to say, praise the Lord through it all. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I hope to see you next week for part two of Joy in the Valley by Karen Jane Casey. And I say that because there's a book coming out. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Turn to God with Karen. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Stay tuned for Turn to God with Karen every Monday morning at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Wednesday's episodes are Sword of the Spirit. Friday, we have Karen's Book Corner. I invite you to give me any comments, any suggestions you may have. I appreciate any feedback. My website is where you can reach me through the contact page. And my website is KarenJaneCasey.com. I try to be consistent. Well, you'll also see there information about my books, my blogs, my podcasts, and some resource material regarding domestic violence. Thank you and God bless.